Uh, Cookie, I, I gave you the wrong link for yours. There's, <laughs> there's a longer link that's got the actual finish to your match. <laughs> I'm gonna, t- I'm gonna give you so much shit. I know. Welcome to Two Dollar Steak, a pro wrestling podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Varnum. Joining me today, as always, Cookie. Yes, sir. Big Mike. We're here. And for the first time in studio, probably in about, we'll say two months. For the first time in a long time. First time in a long time. First time listener, long time caller. (laughs) No, no, no. Other way around. Long time caller, first time listener. Um, I fucked it up. Yeah, messed it up both times. Tolbert, I uh, in the house. In the house. (laughs) Tolbert's in the house. Tolbert, uh, how you been? Good. I think you you were uh, itching to get away from uh, the family for you went out for a pack of cigarettes and here you are. (laughs) I went to Costco for some toilet paper. (laughs) He went out for a pack of toilet paper and never came back. I actually did just get back from Costco. Um, you know, Costco on a Sunday. <laughs> you are officially a father. You're wearing your George South Hardcore Legend shirt. Thank you. Thank Death you for that, match, by the way. Uh, wrestler. You know what? I, I feel really bad, Travis, if you're listening, and I know you are because you've got nothing better to do while uh, making delightful graphics and everything, which we will talk about here in a second. Uh, Travis, I have your shirt. I forgot to bring it last week to the Royal Rumble party. I bought him a shirt for his birthday. Uh, Survivor Series, Undertaker versus Hulk Hogan. Uh, really cool shirt, hand-drawn, all that stuff. So Fuck Hulk Hogan. Fuck Hulk Hogan. <laughs> uh, anything else, Tolbert? Oh, not much. You know, just living dad life. Um, you know, doing it up. My uh, sister-in-law, my uh, wife's sister is in town. Right. So, you know, keeping the baby company right now for me to be able to uh, come out here and be in $2 Studios today. Yeah, you, you. We were driving back from my my brother's house. We we had a, a delightful Sunday afternoon. Uh, would it be bupper, uh, lupper, uh, a nice delicious lupper? Early early dinner. Early dinner. Uh, because my parents are Sunday all dinner. about the early bird special now. Had some surf and turf, and uh, driving back, I uh, got a phone call from Tolbert, and and I knew that meant only one thing, and that he was. Sitting outside my door. (laughs) Of course, just waiting. (laughs) Which, you know where the key is. Why don't you? Everybody knows where the key is. You know, respect your respect your space. You and Terry could be hanging out, (laughs) smoking a blunt. You know, know. doing it up. But uh, yeah, had a good week. I had the first date night this week. Took my wife out. My mom came in town to watch the baby. We're like, I'm going to take my wife somewhere besides the grocery store. Uh, We had a wonderful dinner at Seabird. Got a seafood tower, three three I levels of seafood, tower. oysters, all, all kinds of stuff. I had a fried skate wing for dinner. Wow. Yeah. How does that taste? Is it, it rubbery? Good. It was good. It was very good. It's like is, a dark meat. Is it rubbery? No. No. It was so very, very well done. Okay. Very well done. But, uh, you know, we, we, we pre-gamed at Barbary Coast for a little bit. You know, we had to bring it down before we classed it up. Yeah. But wonderful night. Baby cooperated. H- how did you feel? Um being able to, to, to get loose, to it get w- wild. Did w- Katie have to drive home? No, we Ubered. We Ubered there and Very back. Very smart move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we were home by 8.30. Home by 8.30? <laughs> Nothing <laughs> we wrong were, with that. Uh, we were surrounded by senior citizens as we enjoyed our 5 o'clock dinner reservation. But it was perfect. I was in bed by 9. I think I fell asleep uh, not 10 minutes after I got home. Honestly, I, I know that you would never do this. K&W. What about it? K and W. That that's the next date night for you guys. K and W. Do we have a double know, date man. at the K and W? I don't know. I, I, I here it's not too bad. Have you never been to a K and W? Not in a long time. Oh Bro. man, I, I did it as a joke a couple years ago just for a, a Instagram post. And, and it was like, good, wasn't it? No, I mean it was pretty nostalgic, is what it is. It tastes like my childhood of me. Yeah, I went there with my grandparents a lot. I, I went with mine a lot. K and W. Did you go cookie? Did you yeah. guys have K and W in Raleigh? Yeah, there's a K and W in Raleigh. It's the it's the senior citizen hangout spot, bro. So if anybody is listening that's not from this area, I, I'm not sure if it's a North Carolina thing, but it, it, there's there's also Piccadilly Cafeteria, which is a very similar 
sort of thing. It's a cafeteria setting. You walk in, you get your meat, you get your your sides, your piece of bread, and your various colors of Jello. And then you you, uh, you you talk to the lady. She she checks you out. It's a little more expensive than you think because you know you got to make up for all the young, like when the young kids come in, you got to charge them full price. The, of course, the, the older people get the, uh, the, the the special. I hear the Neptune salad is a popular dish. What does Neptune salad entail? It's it's like a crab mixture. Oh, it's like the macaroni. Crab. Yeah, and and probably lots of mayonnaise. I I would. 100% guarantee <laughs> that it's tons and tons of watery mayonnaise. Uh, I will tell you that we went to Seaview uh, for the food the other day, like the lunch special. Top notch. Absolutely incredible. Uh, they, they had a delicious uh, crab um, samples of their crab dip that I will be, you know, procuring for probably a Super Bowl Sunday coming up. Uh, anything else, Tolbert? Nope. Cookie, we can move to you because Mike is on mute right now. Mike, Mike does not want to talk to us. I'm on mute because my dog's over here whining and complaining. You could have come here. You could have abandoned your dog. Well, I abandoned him all morning, so I felt bad leaving him again to go redo the podcast. Mike's kids are out of town. He can't even take care of the dog. I know. What's up with that? <laughs> we'll talk about this in a second. Cookie, uh, how was your week, Ben? Oh, week's gone well, man. Week's gone well. I actually, you know, um, I guess the highlight was that uh, Diane's parents are in town. So we ended up going to a nice fancy so restaurant. Cookie got free food. <laughs> I do. Yeah. 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 So we went to a fancy restaurant, had a nice uh, Wagyu steak dinner. Nice. Yeah. It was, it wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be. I'm not going to lie to you. It was, it was what, like, what was, what was wrong with it? Did, how did you order it? What, what, uh, we want a full review rare. of the restaurant. I, I went medium rare. You went medium rare. Okay. That's, that's acceptable. Yeah. I was going to, yeah, yeah. I went medium rare. The, the restaurant was, uh, it, it wasn't, ca- it was like almost business casual. Like it was a nice fancy restaurant from my standards. At least. Okay. And, uh, but there was a, there was definitely, I'll say a privileged couple celebrating someone's 21st birthday is what I'll say. Uh, I mean, you can, you can, they're not going to hear this. We're not going to get canceled because this is a Joe Rogan. What, what happened? Why, why are they privileged? Uh, well, let, let's, let me just basically say it just like this. Um, two white, there was basically six white kids <laughs> all wearing Supreme with a 21, you know, balloon like around their heads and whatnot. Uh, screaming at the top of their lungs because they got the new iPhone 13. Nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. They were celebrating and causing a, a ruckus and everything else. There was uh, some Lululemon that I saw pulled out of a bag. I was like, mm. what? what is this right now? What, what is happening at this restaurant? Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, that was my that was my Friday night. It was- it's not my <laughs> kind of people either, Cookie. I, I, I don't blame you for being a little bit appalled. Uh, yeah, it was it was one of those nights. Let's just say that. But uh, the steak was I, I found the steak to be a little bit had too much pepper. And I now I'm starting to think Wagyu isn't all that it's cracked up to be. Maybe I'm not. Yeah, sure. That's why we prefer two dollar steak here yeah. uh, in, in our group. I will. Hey, I, maybe I should have gone back. I should have gone back and be like, hey, can I get a two dollar steak instead of this Wagyu? Yeah. And honestly, they truly should not be putting anything on Wagyu cookie. They should just be giving it a good nice sear to a rare consistency, slicing it. Maybe some uh, <laughs> some uh, f- some thick sea salt on top as okay. a sprinkle. Yeah, but yeah. that's it. Yeah, that is it. you let the fat do the talking. Uh, there was some uh, how, how do they prepare is Wagyu or is that the ones where they just like give it like food all the time and like massage, let it watch yeah, yeah give it hand jobs <laughs> let it watch TV <laughs> and, like... let, me, let me ask you this does Wagyu come with french fries because I have french fries on the side Cookie, <laughs> you got scammed Cookie, I, like, why the fuck do I have french fries on the side I didn't order that I did not order french fries on the side did you they went to the discount wagyu beef cookie did you dip it in A1 sauce is the question yeah. this is a 30 like it was like a no 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 it was like a 38 dollar steak that's no. a scam cookie that <laughs> wagyu is way more that's like like Ruth Chris doesn't have wagyu steak and their steaks are 50 dollars a pop Cookie got a sirloin steak. <laughs> <laughs> they fucked me over. And they were, talk- 
There was some green shit on top, some cheery chimichurri, maybe. I don't know what the fuck it was. Cookie, I believe, uh, there, did you look very hard around this place? There was probably neon burns from where it used to say <laughs> sizzling sirloin on the uh, <laughs> on the side or the sizzler. Uh, are you, you sure you like, weren't at a sizzler, Cookie? You think it was like Wagyu, but like spelled differently? <laughs> <laughs> maybe. <laughs> The I'm sure cow was so stoned in Boulder. Was, no one has was, any idea what's going on, really. It was it was, it was spelled W A G O O. Wagyu, wagyu. Um, Cookie, with, with this wagyu experience, if we oh. call it that, um, I don't believe that you actually had the right thing. I believe that this was a how, how big was the steak for thirty eight dollars? About that big. About that big. Okay. I, it wasn't <laughs> large. It was not a large steak. It was None probably can see the that size of my hand. It was literally the size of my hand. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Anyways, anything else this week other than you getting scammed? Uh, <laughs> no. Other than that, no, no, no. Oh, actually, I've been looking up grad programs, guys. Looking up grad programs for uh, psychology, and I might be coming back to North Carolina. So stay Wait. tuned. Are Wait a minute. In grad school. Doc, doc program. Sorry, doc. Doc program. Let's right. so say you're doc. in grad school, Cookie. Yeah, sorry. Doc. I'm at doc programs. I'm in a master's program right now. I'm looking at doc programs. Cookie, uh, when are you going to be done with this master's program? Uh, next May. Next May. Like yeah. as in the upcoming May? No, as in May 20. <laughs> One after that. The May, May 2023. <laughs> okay. Okay. So the May after next. Yeah. Why I get a doctorate degree? Why am I? Yeah. Why, why are you looking at that? Uh, because I want to become a licensed psychologist. And with my master's degree, you cannot use the term psychologist because it's a protected term. You have to have your PhD or your PsyD. Where would you look? I'm looking at Chapel Hill right now. Chapel Hill, look at Duke. Um, I'm also looking at some other crazy programs like Miami and Hawaii too. So, Well, we'd we come visit you at all those places. Um, uh, some would be easier to get to than others, like Duke and Chapel Hill. Yeah. We we prefer Durham. We we, oh. we love going to uh, Durham for shows. Yeah, <laughs> Dub also has a program, so I've also considered Dub as well. Go back to Dub. You can play on their rugby team. I hear they've got a decent rugby team. Come home to I us, Cookie. <laughs> Coming soon, baby. Coming soon. Um, Big Mike. Uh, this week, not only did you. Have some delicious Boomalotti's ice cream. Shout out Boomalotti's. What else did you do on this week without kids? Well, so my wife and kids have been up in Ohio for a birthday party. Originally, they were going to leave Thursday, but because of the severe weather that they were going to get, they had to leave on Tuesday. So I've kind of just been like in limbo for the last week, taking care of Opie. Um, and uh, yeah, I, was it Friday? I think it was. I went out for an early beer, got some work done at Edward Teach, which is my like, go-to spot in Wilmington if I want to get some work done. Be out and about. <laughs> that means drink. No, drink. I mean, you have a beer while you're doing something. You know, it's kind of nice. They got good Wi-Fi. Um, and the upstairs is almost always open and like never busy. Um, and then I went and bought myself a personal pizza from Willywood because I'd never had that. Checked out that food truck. Did it, it have? Good. Did it offer Wagyu beef as a topic? um no it did not in, in fact my pizza almost cost as much as cookie steak which that's why we know it was severely underpriced and wasn't yes. wagyu um and then uh yeah i went and checked out boomalani's because shout out boomalani's shout out travis he got to design a couple stickers for their artist showcase program do you know more about that program yeah here? so every month they they have an artist a local artist uh prepare three designs for their um, to sell in store. And it's a way not only to promote local artists, give them a little money in their pocket, but also a way for Boomalotti's to have kind of cool, different ideas being thrown around for their logo and any other sort of fun stuff. But the artist, uh, the guy Wes who runs Boomalotti's is pretty open to, to any ideas. Travis sent him a, like a demo, uh, cover a portfolio of some stuff and uh Wes was all about it and uh so Travis did some really cool designs for this he we we have a delicious looking um lucha libre style uh masks ice cream cones 
We also have the traditional big gold belt as a uh, Boomalati's World Heavyweight Championship belt. And then we finally got the, uh, the Macho Man Randy Savage putting the ice cream cone in a headlock. Uh, yeah, and so went and got some of the delicious Boomalati's. If you went... If you want to buy these stickers or check them out, I think we did post them on our Instagram as well as you can check out Boomalotti's. So it's Boomalotti's Ice Cream in Wilmington, their website. You can buy them on the online store or go in person. What flavor uh, did you get, Mike? I got double cookies and cream. All right. Uh, I got a single scoop. I wasn't you know, looking to take in many more calories since I did eat yeah, that with pizza. that dad vest on I, I pegged you as a cookies and cream kind of guy <laughs> yeah, I pegged him good. for a vanilla or a <laughs> mocha latte or whatever um, so, yeah Jasmine and I actually went there this week as well and I got the little Debbie snack cake uh, flavor and it is sushi personality very tasty what they do is they, they have a sweet cream ice cream base and then he mixes in uh, the little Debbie cookie, like, you know what I'm talking about? The snack cakes. So uh, it, it's delicious. Little like Debbie fun. makes big errands. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else this week, Mike? Nah, field day, golf. That's about it. So I, uh, so this past week after my, my head injury, face injury, I, uh, I have, you know, I was kind of in denial early in the week that I had a concussion. And as the week has gone on, the more my serotonin has been like took a nosedive. So I've been kind of like, you know, low key kind of depressed this week. I, I don't know. So Jasmine wanted to cheer me up. Jasmine took me on a date night on um, Thursday night because I'm not uh, going to practice this week. I kind of wanted to take it, take it easy. Uh, so we went to Jungle Rapids, my favorite place in the world, a beautiful arcade system there, uh, got to play all sorts of games. They have a, a new virtual reality system there, makes you feel like you're on a roller coaster. Uh, pretty fun. Uh, Jasmine and I have almost enough tickets to buy a 27-inch TV. <laughs> 27, eh? 27-inch TV. Flat, flat screen. Yep, it's, it's, a, uh, it's got a Fire Stick-enabled TV. And, and, you know, if we, we were to get that, it, it's a big deal. Like, I think that's what we're going to – we're saving up our money to get a 27-inch TV. For Terry, for Terry's For room. Terry's, like, little <laughs> backpack. Uh, so, you know, we, we got to have fun there. Um, we've been doing uh, a cooking thing. We've been ordering uh, Home Chef. So we, I got to cook a little bit this week. I made delicious uh, quesadillas, delicious quesadillas, chicken quesadillas this week. Not wagyu. No, not, wagyu. Not, not no wagyu. wagyu beef no, no, in there. No wagyu beef. <laughs> and uh, and you remember last week we were talking about that that uh, Ted Kaczynski's brother Kevin Kaczynski uh, sent us a, a the twenty dollar bill in the mail for the Royal Rumble thing. Well, I did. And I lied last week. I had made it sound like he had already like I had already received it in the mail. Well, I received it on Monday and it came with the ramblings of a madman. And I wanted to read this on air to let you guys in on this phenomenal handwritten letter that I received from one of our fans here on two dollar steak. We we don't get a lot of fan mail, Mike. So it's uh, it's not. One of our fans. It's our only fan. <laughs> Thank not, you, Kevin. Not, not the titty website. This is the real only fan. Yeah, this right is here. the real one. <laughs> the real only fan. And this one actually, so it's it's two pages. Um, with a note written to each one of you. Uh, and I'm going to start off with, with the, the shorter stuff. And then we're going to end with the longer note. Uh, for Tolbert, he says, Tolbert, keep rolling that jazz broccoli. <laughs> Will do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no worries here. Yeah, I, I don't think somebody had to tell Colbert. Were to you do worried that. I wasn't going to stop? <laughs> okay. <laughs> For me, he no. wanted to know if we've got any more of those black shirts with the steak logo. Those are cool. We we had a very small batch <laughs> order of those. Was, uh, I don't think we had any more boutique, of those. Uh, boutique local organic small batch. We told that guy, we're like, uh, how many do you want? A hundred? Five. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
They were very nice to do that for us. Did you just, <laughs> did you just rent us five? Thank you, City Fox, <laughs> for that. Maybe, maybe eventually we'll have another uh, print of those. Uh, we we will we will put our finances together, <laughs> and we'll look at when um, <laughs> my tax returns come in. Uh, Cookie. He says, as a white man who has recently been bestowed the title of Black Adjacent, keep up the fight, my brother. Appreciate that, brother. Keep up alive. <laughs> I hope you're, Cookie raised the fist. Cookie <laughs> raised the fist. He did. He did. 100%. Cookie, uh, speaking of uh, hands, what's on your uh, shirt? It's the claw, brother. It's the Von Eric claw. I know, Von but Eric where did you get that shirt? I've never seen it. The same place that you made fun of all my other shirts that were handmade or, uh, yeah, handmade. Oh, pro wrestling tees. Pro wrestling tees, yeah. That might be bad luck, Cookie. Were you wearing that when you got some fake-ass beef? Yeah, the Von Erics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole family. Sad Damn. Sad story. All right, and finally, we come to the main event. Uh, Big Mike, this is directed towards you. Selena and Ellie. Now I've fucked it up already. Selena and Eddie. Mm-hmm. That's it. Preach. You Buckeyes must not understand. Like my Kentucky granddaddy said, don't matter what you in life, don't matter what you in life, when you die, you become a good old boy. Now mm-hmm. I get that. Mm-hmm. Then he says in parentheses, fuck my pen ran out of ink. Close parentheses. <laughs> Now I get that these other boys in your $2 group have a sense of nostalgia. Now, Mike, that means a wistful or excessively sentimental yearning for return to or of some period or past or irrecoverable condition for Latino heat. Mm -hmm. So since he has passed, and by my grandfather's logic, we do not speak ill of Eddie, (laughs) nor do we compare him to baloney. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Oscar Meyer, for that spelling. I may just be a simple Kentucky engineer, but I must employ implore the wonderful tangy vinegar barbecue of North Carolina to forgive you of your sins. Of course, we know that the nasty mustard shit out of the South, the Southern Carolina would not. As a member of the $2 state community, as the only (laughs) member of the $2 state community, we will forgive you if you read this on air with bluegrass. Love, KK. Hey, man, we we love some bluegrass, too. So, guys, uh, check out his podcast, BG Roundtable. It's him and his his, uh, Kentucky buds uh, talking about all sorts of stuff. A little bit of wrestling. They they shout us out quite uh, a lot. Because we're lovable. If we're ever in Kentucky, man, we'll come drink some bourbon, watch yeah, some wrestling. Probably the next time we'll be in Kentucky, we'll be like some weird. Uh, like Cookie one will off probably be the only one to show. go to Kentucky. Yeah. He's going to keep working <laughs> on his doctorate in Kentucky. Cookie's like, yeah, my friend's getting married and we're doing a bachelor party in Paducah. And you're like, <laughs> what? <laughs> who, who goes to Paducah, Kentucky for a bachelor party? Cookie's like, I don't know. It just sounded chill, man. Hey, yeah, man. go ahead, go ahead, Mike. I was, I was gonna say they got some good old, big old lakes out there. You get a houseboat, get you, get you like a hundred foot houseboat, sleep fourteen, partied up, get some jet skis, ski mm-hmm. boats and stuff. It's a good old time. Mike, uh, how would you describe Kentucky? You've been there, right? Yeah, a couple times. Um, I mean, think like the mountains of Carolina and Tennessee, but just like that's the whole state. God damn. So it's like basically West Virginia? No, it's Kentucky. They're a little different. Would you say they're higher class West Virginia? Um, Is it everybody? No, no, but not lower class. They're like, <laughs> they're, they're better than West Virginia. Yeah, they're probably You're insulting our only fan, Mike. <laughs> yeah. I was say, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to think. Like, you got UK, you got Louisville. That kind of outpowers West Virginia's WBU, so... Now there, there is a, you know, there's always been a huge wrestling scene in like Louisville and, and, and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. And it's very close to Cincinnati. So is there a, there's a lot of like Ohio crossover there too, right? Uh, I have no idea. I didn't, I don't typically spend that much time down there. And we pretty much say Cincinnati is in Kentucky um, for that reason. 
All right. So, thanks, Mike, for the, well, the, the Cincinnati <laughs> airport in Kentucky. Like, I don't know what the fuck you want me to tell you. <laughs> That's so Kentucky, sad. Kentucky, Wagyu in Kentucky today on $2 yeah. steak. Uh, th- this is what happens when, uh, and you know what, boys? Once we get to the matches, it's going to get even better because th- these are three of the best damn professional wrestling matches I could find. Um, Subjective. Let's, t- <laughs> let's talk about some Lucha Libre. I do want to thank uh, the, the Way of the uh, Blade by Phil Schneider. It's uh, 100 of the greatest bloody matches in wrestling history. And they were the reason I picked two of these matches today. Uh, Tolbert's match and Big Mike's match. So let's talk about some wrestling. For Big Mike's match today, he actually got El Hijo. Hijo, motherfucker. How do you say it? Hijo. Eho, 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 Del Santo, verse Brazo, De Oro, and Mike. Before you start, do you remember Super Porky? Yes, I do. Yeah, this is Super Porky's brother. Okay, well that makes more sense then. Um, so yeah, we got Hijo Santo and Brazo Del Oro. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> January thirty first, nineteen ninety one, in parts unknown, Mexico. Um, yeah, wow. So this um, this match, I'll get, I'll let you guys in on a little secret. It uh, eventually you find out that it is a two out of three balls match. And it is also a mask versus hair match. Right. Um, in case you did not know, and in case you're some dumbass gringo 30 years later trying to watch this thing and figure out what the fuck's going on. With no context whatsoever. No context, no English commentary. Um, <laughs> That's, when, when I was talking to Jasmine, I'm like, this, this episode's either going to be really good or it's going to be a complete shit show because there's no context for any of these matches. And we don't know any of the 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 commentary or the characters. Hey, I will say there was some, what I believe to be context in my match in terms of an origin story. Okay. Um, so we get he, Joe Santo, he comes out riding on the shoulders of somebody. No idea who he's got um, a pristine white mask. What believe, I believe to be like cream colored pants. Um, he looks pretty big, but he's like clearly the lucha guy. Um, then we got Brazo Del Oro, and he is we you said Super Porky's brother. Brother, yeah. So, so he is clearly he's the a hoss. Yeah, so he's a part of a, a, a family. He's the older brother in the Alvarado Alvarado family in wrestling. Uh, his father was a wrestler, and all of his brothers. He he was nicknamed. The man with the golden arm. That's why he's got the arm thing on his arm. All right. So he's got a golden sleeve on one arm. He's got golden pants. There's also a really, really chubby guy. That's super porky. That's super porky. There we go. Um, Match starts off. It's Lucha. So, like, I don't know if they do, like, traditional heel face stuff in Lucha too much. So they have a Technico, which is the face in the match. And then they have a Rudo. And the Rudo would be... uh, Brazo de Oro, and then the the Technico would be uh, Hijo de Santo. Either way, um, it's hard because they're in parts unknown. We we don't know whose affinity the fans have. Um, it's it's pretty equal, I would say, in terms of cheering early on. Um, Brazo, the the hoss of the match, takes early command and. Um, Really just beats the shit out of Hijo the uh, for the first fall. Like he's just like slamming him and throwing him around and stuff. And that's like the first five minutes. And then he gets a pin. And that's when I go, "What the fuck's going on?" And then I find out, oh, maybe it's a two out of three falls match. Yeah, apparently that's a big deal in lucha libre. I think uh, Tolbert's yours was also two out of three. Out of three. Mm-hmm. I think most are. Aren't yeah, they? like that's yeah. Just, like yeah. pretty standard, right? Yeah. And okay. Cookie, we may have seen one fall in yours. So, so, so when WWE was trying to do the no wrestling during commercials, two out of three falls thing, 
that's that's what they were referencing is, is a throwback to some lucha libre. Well, also back in the day, like like in early professional wrestling, like in the 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 twenties and thirties and forties, most uh, big matches were wrestled in a two out of three falls. Uh, it adds a layer of yeah. of drama to it, especially you know if somebody goes one and one in the falls. But you know sometimes. You, you would necessitate a, a two falls in a row, you know? So it, yeah. it, it you, there, there's a storytelling element that you can add in. All right. And so that's the first fall, five minutes. And then uh, we get a, a little bit more wrestling, a little bit of back and forth, and boom, we're flashing to the origin story, which I assumed in my head is the Hijo Santo origin story. And because otherwise you have no idea what's going on. It's like a video and it starts by looking at these like big giant black military boots. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. With like 1980s synth music of like drama about to ensue. Yeah, it's like a John Carpenter film. Dude walks up to this tiny little kid in an alley who's playing and building something and steps on said something. And you're like, what the heck is going on? And then it slowly pans up his legs until you get like, Boom, Lucha guy in a black Lucha mask or could also be a gimp mask. Not quite sure. Um, and you're like, what? I was kind of freaky and scary. What, what, what was that about? And then um, he grabs said kid's hair and says something to him. And then you're like, is he about to slit this kid's throat? And then he just hands him a note. And then we're back to wrestling. What the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> Let me tell you a little bit too. El Hijo del Santo is the son of El Santo, who is uh, one of the the most popular professional wrestlings in, uh, professional wrestlers out of Mexico. He was a big name luchador uh, from the 1950s, 60s, and 70s. Um, he started in a bunch of films, and he never he never took his mask off throughout these films. So he's this man in this white saintly garb all the time. Uh, so maybe, you know, one of his dad's luchador friends pulled a switchblade knife on him at some point during his young career. Gotcha. Either way, I think, I think that's what, how we got Hijo Santo where he is today, fighting the big host that is Brazo. Um, second, you know, fall starts and Brazo just continues to just beat the crap out of Hijo um, to the point where I don't know if it was hardwayed or bladed, but he is gooing and oozing blood out of his white mask. And he's got like a big old circle in the middle of him. Yeah, that's what it looked like. It might have been hard way. Or did he yeah, get stabbed? I, so, like, because like it's not where it sews up. It's it's too high away from the eyeballs. Um, it it looked pretty fucking gnarly. And then Brazo's trying to like pull the mask off. And it's just getting everywhere. Um, it's getting pretty gross. Um now we get our, you know, we get our, our shine a little bit. Um, Heho is coming back. He, he's doing some higher flying moves. He is the quicker, nimbler guy. Gets and tosses Brazo outside the ring, into the corner post, and then outside the ring. And then Brazo is just gushing blood from the face. A lot. Like, uncomfortable a lot. Like, Aaron Varnum would have been... <laughs> pacing in my living room going oh no no he he, he did it too, he went too deep he went too, he deep. Went too deep he went too deep <laughs> um, he is like is, squirting out of his head it, it's like it's like a it's like a thick blood like it it just looked really well you see that man you've seen super porky they they uh maybe because it wasn't like uh 4k but uh he is clearly gushing blood uh gets back in the ring Hiho goes corner post, hits this like beautiful, like flying, almost headbutt elbow kind of thing, but he gets full extension, looks really good, gets the pin. All right, here we go. One, one. What's going to happen next? Um, and then the next 10 minutes is just two bloody dudes beating the crap out of each other. Hiho apparently is also really good at submissions and he's hitting like, he's like cross face, like chin lock submissions where he's like squeezing and locking up Brazo's head and just making him pop like a cherry even more. Yeah. There's Brazo. a great, a great shot of Heho with uh, Brazo in a camel clutch. And he's like, got his head wrenched back. 
and blood just squirting off his head. Great, great shot. And uh, yeah, it's pretty graphic. Um, and eventually, Brazo does. I mean, it, it's a good back and forth. Brazo goes to get this giant power slam up on Heho, and uh, Heho does is able to reverse it into a small package. One, two, three. Heho wins. Which in that point, I'm like, okay, cool. It was a two out of three false match. Um, they pan away and then they come back real quick and Brazo is getting his head shaved. And that's how I figured out what the fuck was happening. Um, they do that a lot. There's a lot of stakes matches in uh, Luchador style, the Lucha Libre style. What they do is they have that. That's usually their blow off. The, it's either a mask versus hair or something along those lines to blow off the feuds. It's pretty neat. Um, yeah, I mean, overall, it was a pretty good match. Once I once I figured out what it was, I kind of went back and rewatched it again just to kind of get some little details on it. I will say this uh, referee is the slowest <laughs> counter I've ever seen. I think that's also you know, a Lucha thing as well. I don't know if it was that? my match. I think, I don't know. It's just, I think it's a reoccurring theme. It's like, it's like arm goes up in the air, shaking around, and one. Arm goes up in the air, shaking around, and two. And you're like, dude, like, come on, man. Let's get the one, two, three. Let's get out of here. Um, but no, it's good. It was a good match. It was entertaining. Definitely bloody. Um, context would be a little bit nice to know why. Yeah, no shit. Maybe, that, that's why I was a little leery about this episode as a whole. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Least with cookies match, we have an out for next week of who we can we can talk about next week. I swear to God, Aaron. I swear to God. <laughs> All right, for the strong style cookie. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, Cookie, you have got uh, a partial uh, uh, match from us. We, You have got Corazon, Corazon de Leon, mm-hmm. Ultimo Dragon mm-hmm. against Negro Casas. Negro. Negro Casas. I think it's Negro. <laughs> and, and El Dandy. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I got. And it's uh, El Dandy. I remember him. Uh, from his time in WCW, that's one of the many luchadors who didn't get enough shine. As I yeah, like, El Dandy. That that was one of the the guys that they they would talk a little bit about. There was a yeah, there was actually quite a few that they would bring in just for like two minute matches. You know, just blow offs. Um, former tag team champions though with Chris Jericho. Did you know that El Dandy? I, I did not know that. Speaking of which, uh, for future reference, Chris Jericho is Corazon de Leon. That's right. Heart of Lion. Yes. And uh, we got Ultimate Dragon, legendary luchador, Japanese wrestler. Nothing else to say about that. And we got Negro Casas. Yep. That's, that's all I got for him. He, uh, he actually had a, a little bit of a run in WWF, uh, New Japan, QWA. He, he's had a, a, a pretty storied career in professional wrestling. His family is actually pretty. I've read up a little bit about him. His family is is pretty prominent in Mexico. Yeah, Rocky Casas, Golden Casas. There's a bunch of them. Anyway, uh, two referees in this match. It's kind of weird. And this match takes place in July 18th on July 18th, 1993. I wasn't even born yet. No one in my house right now was born in 19 in July 18th, 1993. Now is that dog years? Uh, how how many years is he in dog years? Oh, yeah, that's true, 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 true. Uh, what, what is he? He's probably like, you know, 40, 49 dog years. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so let's uh, let's go ahead and get to this countdown. Cookies, uh, partial top four. <laughs> Number one. I gave Cookie the wrong. Oh, wait, no, hold on. No, hold on, Aaron. Let me finish and let me tell the story. Because I'm going to get there. All right. I'm gonna get there. Number one. I was excited in the beginning, Aaron. Number one, first 10 minutes. It's full of some great technical wrestling. Uh, Dandy, Dandy was working the legs of Jericho, trying to isolate that left knee. And I was like, I wasn't expecting it. So I was like, coming into this match, I was, I was expecting a lot of high-flying stuff. And instead, we got some technical stuff for 10 minutes. 
And I thought this is going to be a big payoff in the end, right? You know, because <laughs> Ultimo Dragon is kind of doing something similar. He's isolating legs and, you know, doing the single leg Boston Crabs and figure four leg locks. I've never seen a figure four leg lock countered into a single leg Boston Crab. I thought it was phenomenal. So the first 10 minutes of this match, great. I was like, where is this story going to go? Number two. Ultimo Dragon has a nice wheel kick. And then after that part, my skepticism started creeping in. And I started to believe Aaron did not watch this match. But I'll get to that a little bit later. (laughs) Number three. I'm convinced that Aaron did not watch this match. I'm convinced the people in the arena watching this match didn't even watch the entire thing. Listen, the high spot of this match was a double missile drop kick and a moonsault. <laughs> I, I mean, it was kind of cool. I, I guarantee no one in this match recalls this and says, oh my God, this is my top five wrestling match ever. I'll be, I'm going to let you know that this match right now is 23 minutes and seven seconds. And the first fall happens at about the 17 to 18 minute mark. Right. Kind of curious where this is going to go. Go to number four, Aaron. Uh, number four. Wrap it up, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. First round. First round was straight weak sauce. So let's see what happens in the second round, right? There's three minutes left in the video, Aaron. There are three minutes left, and it starts with an arm bar, right? Arm bar. That's, that's uh, uh, Corazon de Leon's number one move. Number one. And number so he- two. Arm so bar. Not, so, you, so I was like, oh my God, he's going to make him tap out with an arm bar. Long term storytelling. Long term storytelling, brother. And guess what happens next? Leg lock. Mm-hmm. 22 minutes and 37 seconds. We get another arm bar, Aaron. Yep. Chris Jericho. Uh huh. The match is 23 minutes and seven seconds left, and it ended with a kick to the chest. And uh, at home, you might be saying, oh, he pinned him and won after that. No, the video cuts out after El Dandy kicks Jericho in the chest. Aaron, what did you give me? I gave you the wrong link. Mm-hmm. 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 I'm the wrong I, link. I, I, was, I got, got ahead of myself. I was watching a UFC pay-per-view or not pay-per-view, a fight night. And uh, Jasmine and I were sitting there and I'm like, ooh, Corazon de Leon. I know who that is. That's Jericho. Ooh, Ultimo Dragon. I know who that is. El Dandy. I know who that is. Negro Casas. I know who that is. Uh-huh. We're going to put them all together. And it's going to be magic. Oh, it's only 23 minutes. Perfect. It was a I'm 45 minute match, apparently. Let, let me uh, I'm gonna put some context behind these words that you're saying, Aaron. Uh, paint a picture. It's late. It's Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Jasmine, hey Jasmine, what should I give Cookie this week? I don't know. You decide. How about Chris Jericho? Oh yeah, Corazon de Leon and Negro Casas, exactly like you said, Aaron. Is this is this how it kind of played out? Yes. Yes. All right. So and this uh, is honestly, and then Jasmine said, "Well, next week at least you have an out." And you can go somewhere back to American style wrestling, and there's plenty of options you can do. Aaron, this might be the worst match I've ever seen on Two Dollar Steak, a pro wrestling podcast. This, Aaron, this this might be worse than my Wagyu steak last night. Cookie, I, I don't know what to tell you, brother. <laughs> hey, Cookie is like Wagyu, like a, a weed strain that's prominent there in, in Boulder. <laughs> I don't know, but I'm going to make it one. I'll tell you that. <laughs> the Wagyu strain. That's why he's trying to become a doctor. He's going <laughs> to doctor of weedonomics. Yeah, I'm going to crossbreed these plants, baby. Anyway, this match, it gets zero cookies, Aaron. I would yeah. say that it is uh, a, a DNF. Uh, did not finish. Uh, that's what it should probably get. Right, it, it gets the soggy cookie award, Aaron. That's <laughs> soggy cookie. How did that Straight cookie ass. get soggy? Is the question. Aaron, what's worse than bologna? Because that's what this match gets. Oh, I hate bologna. I don't know, man. 
Hey, bologna I, prepared the right way is a wonderful treat. No, it is not. Ooh, bologna yes, it is, is the you lips get, and assholes. You get you some thick cut bologna and you grill it and you put it on a biscuit and you shut the fuck up. Yeah, we were not a bologna. <laughs> we were not a bologna family. That was you gotta slice it so when you cook it, it crisps up and stays flat. It doesn't dome up. You gotta you gotta slice it, man. It tastes real good. Well, you have to score it so it doesn't curl. When can, you yeah, can I tell you? Uh, every time I smelled bologna, uh, it reminded me of this time that I went to a discovery zone and it smelled like a bologna. It's, it's a mixture of feet and little children's armpits. Uh, <laughs> is the way bologna smells to me. But the right blend. So DZ Discovery <laughs> Zone was ruined forever. Oh, I walked man. in and I'm like, this place smells like bologna. Bologna is the greatest treat when you are 10 years old. That's I hated what I it. Say. I, lo- I loved it. Fried bologna. Oh, yeah. All that good yeah, stuff. All you guys were fat boys. That's the reason why. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah, I was a fat boy. I, Aaron, I want you to ask Jasmine that whether or not he ate bologna as a kid. I want to know. Jasmine? Jasmine's dad or Jasmine? Oh, he both. definitely ate bologna. Yeah, yeah. My dad also and, and my mom as well. And so I think that they ate so much bologna that they vowed to never uh, make me eat it as a child. Uh, okay. I will well, tell you also corned beef. We didn't eat at the house because it made Adrian throw up. No corned beef hash. It made Adrian throw up once and we never ate it again at the house. Yeah, I had that out of a can and that was the worst decision I've ever had in my life. Corned beef hash. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's not good. No, not at all. How do you prepare it? Uh-huh. Eat it cold out of a can. Yeah. I just, just no, of course. It. No, we don't eat it cold out of a can. What do you you put it on some eggs? Yeah, exactly. Eat it up, crisp yeah, it up, get it a nice little brown. Put bit. some corned beef hash and some eggs. Over easy eggs on potatoes, whatever. Yeah. Are you a corned beef hash person? Wait, you gotta start with a nice cut of brisket. You have to cure <sighs> it. You have to actually corn it. Right. You want to smoke it. You gotta go through the process. Man. You get it out of a fucking can, dude. It's corned <laughs> beef hash. You chop up you some potatoes. You cube them. So gross. It's so gross. <laughs> it makes me sick. One last thing before I go. Everyone knows this gets the Soggy Cookie Award, zero cookies. But in the description of the video, I'm reading right now. It yeah, says, I read it too. Tate at Arena Colesio on July 16th. Match cuts off before the end. Aaron gave me a dud on purpose. Aaron, <laughs> if we ever get in a ring together, I swear to God, I'm hitting a shooting star press on you. Yeah, I did read that. I read that after the fact. Yeah. Yeah. Good luck. What a half ass thing to do. It's a very, very this this was like uh one time when I was in uh second grade. Uh I I forgot that I had homework the night before and I accidentally knocked a kid's paper off his well, I purposely knocked a kid's paper off of the uh the, the desk while I was uh while we were turning in the paper and I erased his name and put my name. <laughs> <laughs> and the teacher the teacher i like i i erased it so half-ass right it was a half-ass erasing and you could still see his name and the teacher was like did you like see that on the simpsons or something i don't know <laughs> like, man. Where, where did i thought that, that it was like a good thing to do erase his name and put my name and my, it was not my handwriting it was not anything like it and uh the the kid was not a smart kid in the class so uh, the teacher saw it and then called my parents and then I was beaten within an inch of my life. <laughs> you stole the dumb kids homework. Well, you steal the smart kids homework. Yeah. 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 So he didn't want to raise any eyebrows. Getting oh, all yeah. A's. True. It, it was bad. It was bad. I was I was a problem child back when my second grade days. All right. Thank you, Cookie. <laughs> Final match of the evening and perhaps the greatest luchador match ever. Would you say ever for this? I would say the best you've ever given me for sure. Uh, There's have- only one little person. Involved. <laughs> you have got El Pollo versus Commando Negro. Oh, man. <laughs> so I didn't know what to think of this. Well, hey, Cookie, what does that mean in Spanish? Is that, first uh, of all, it's negro, and it means black. <laughs> yeah, it's the black commando. <laughs> the black, black commando. The black commando versus <laughs> the chicken. So it's not negro commando? No, it's not <laughs> negro commando. <laughs> and El Pollo. That's a piece of shit. <laughs> El 
pollo is slang for dick. So you got the cock versus the black commander. It's kind of funny. The black commando mm. versus, yeah, the cock. Um, but the cock is not alone. <laughs> the cock, he has a little cock with him. What, what what would you say he would be like? I say he'd be a chicken nugget. <laughs> <laughs> I I am so proud of that joke. Chicken nugget, because he's a little person so in folks, a chicken so, costume. Let's set the stage here. It is the day after Christmas, 2010. I don't think uh, Boxing Day is a thing here. Um, Corona is a thing here. Yeah, <laughs> they uh, obviously sponsored this event. Uh, we have a packed house with what I could describe as the Latino version of the Hammerstein Ballroom. Yeah, so it's in <laughs> Arena Nacopan, Nacopan, in a suburb of Mexico City. Okay, so right outside Mexico City uh, explains why it's so packed in such a big arena. Uh, crowd is hype, man. They've been probably been partying for a few days. You know, Feliz Navidad, all that. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Um, we have El Polo, which is a yellow chicken. To I mean, just imagine a guy in a yellow chicken suit. Classic yellow chicken suit. That's Jasmine all you have and to I imagine. were thinking, like, it, it, it reminded mm-hmm. us of, this whole match reminded us of Family Guy. Of course, the uh, chicken. Yeah. The, the, chicken the chicken battle. Yeah. Yeah. This guy looks like you'd be advertising a chicken shack out in the corner in a chicken suit. Trying to wave people. Did, in. Was it Hardy's that used to have a guy in a chicken suit in the commercials? Not sure. I think they did when they had like they had a yellow chicken and he had like a blue shirt on and it said Hardy's on it back in the day. That was mm. how they advertised their chicken uh, deals. Huh. Anyway, El Polo has his little confidant, his little partner, <laughs> little chicken nugget mini polo, which is dressed just like him, but a two foot version of him. Their challenger. Commando Negro, the black commander. So he adorns uh, black boots, black and white camo. He comes out with a black mask over his mask. Did you notice that, Eric? I did. Comes yeah. out with two masks. I don't. I didn't get that, but yeah. comes out with two masks. But before he can even get down the walkway, uh, Polo does a tupe suicido right through the middle of ropes and takes him out. Man, doesn't even waste any time. He tries to bounce back really quick, get back in the ring, but El Polo drop kicks him right out the ring and then goes for a little, another little dive off the curtain, but he dodges it. Uh, Polo takes a, a kind of nasty flat back bump to the outside. Well, um, Commando decides, you know, he's not, he's, he's, he's wrestling a chicken. He's not going to have any of this. You know, he goes right into it, but his little confidant tries to intervene and help out. <laughs> which Commando just kind of kicks him in the head yes. <laughs> and just, just boots him out of the way. So match is underway. We have revealed the underlining mask of El Commando, the red mask with what appears to be a silver ganja leaf. Yeah, Jasmine asked that question too. Is that a weed leaf? this for me because of that, Aaron? No, obviously it was such a half-ass week of picking matches. Clearly. Clearly. <laughs> That I didn't realize it. No, no, no. I, I got this from the book, Way of the Blade. Yeah, but uh, apparently Commando, maybe that's a reference to the Muata, the Ganja, the Sensi. Who knows? But he is not too happy about this matchup, and he goes right in on El Polo. And he takes this, uh, which we don't see too often. I don't feel like we see it too often in Lucha. Takes it outside the ring, right off the bat. Yes. Yeah, and this is after El Polo pulls a sneaky little small package to get the first pin. This is a two out of three, best two out of three match. And Commando is very upset about this. Takes him outside the ring. He's throwing chairs at him, man. They are just going at it. He's ripping his mask. And before you know it, we got blood all over El Polo. I mean, I, and, and a lot. A lot of blood. He, he's he's gushing. Um, I didn't actually see when it happened. I guess he uh, they cut away like like. Uh, yeah. First off, it, this was shot on what I'd like to think was a birthday party camcorder. Yes. And, 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 and that's kind of what it looks like. You see a few other guys in, in the crowd with some low quality cameras following him around. But we almost immediately take it outside the ring. One guy's busted open. His mask is actually ripped. Chicken man's mask is ripped open as well, which is a <laughs> huge disgrace. Right. Right. And uh, and Lucha as well. Um, and I was reading a little bit in your book, and this is kind of like not your typical Lucha 
promotion. This is uh, it's a it, it would a be a show. Much show. This is a it, it's yeah, a lucha spot a show, show. Essentially, yeah. where you're gonna see a lot more blood, a lot more uh, threats to people being unmasked and things like that. So this is where we're at. So we get uh, a little spot in the Corona Cerveza area, kind mm-hmm. of the equivalent to the hot dog stand. Yeah. In uh, WWF or WWE, excuse me, WCW, what have you. Um, you know, we get some chairs thrown. We've got props we're hitting him in the head. Polo's just bleeding everywhere. He's uh, he's kind of wiping it. He's playing it up a little bit. He's wiping it all over his yellow, yellow suit as well. Can we also mention that that ring had zero give? Yeah, uh, not, it's really stiff ropes and zero give. Like, there's some nasty, nasty power bombs in yeah. this. And you just, at first, I was texting you when I first started watching this, asking you if this was a shoot. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's almost like one. Uh, but then I started, you know, watch a little closer. I'm like, all right, no, this is this is how it's supposed to be going. But this whole match of stiffs, all the chops, all the kicks, all the power bombs. And when you first see this, you're like, all right, this guy's in a chicken suit. He's going to get his ass kicked and chopper. But no, it, it's... It, it turns into a bloody, bloody horror show very quickly. Yes. And you kind of forget the guys in a chicken suit because all the moves are so stiff. <laughs> he's he's gushing blood and Commando is just whooping his ass. Um, but as Commando just beats up on him, he kind of has a rally and comes back at Commando, rips his mask as well and draws blood from him. Now you have both guys bleeding out, continuing to take it outside the ring, nasty power bombs and just classic Lucia power moves. They're biting <laughs> each other's foreheads. Both masks are ripped open. Uh, the crowd is loving it. They seem to go kind of be going for both competitors. Yeah, it was, it was very well. Apparently uh, this was like El Pollo was not like a big deal. Like no. he just kind of came in for <laughs> yeah. this match and got out. But uh, the crowd is obviously entertained. You hear all kinds of chants. You hear women screaming. I heard one guy just going, Bendejo, Bendejo, <laughs> the whole time. Yeah. I don't know who he was yelling at, but um, eventually Commando gets a second pin. We're even. Um, we go back to the outside, more brutal moves on the outside, kicks to the head, chops. Uh, just just brutal, brutal matchup. All the meanwhile, little chicken nugget is just kind of leading on the ring post waiting for his tag, not really getting much action, but just kind of bobbling around the ring as chairs are being thrown around. This, I was thinking this is uh Terry Funk must've had uh, some trained one of these guys. I don't right. know. There's just chairs and blood everywhere. Um, eventually after a few more uh, offensive moves from El Polo, including him placing him <laughs> in a perfect spot for a uh, little El Polo to do a little splash yes. off the second rope. Yes. Commando eventually power bombs the shit out of him for the win uh, and takes it on whom? Uh, quick little fact. Uh, El Pollo is uh, one of the many alter egos of Juan Andrade. Yes. Salas. What? So if you think about that, okay, Juan Andrade is Salas. I know of a, a person named Andrade. This is Andrade's uncle. No, so I was reading that. I read it the opposite way. So, so yes, he is Andrade's uncle. Correct. Yes. yes. The more you know. And the more you know. <laughs> what's a, what's old Andrade up to nowadays? Well, I'm surprised we didn't see him in the Rumble. Andrade is on <laughs> AEW. Dude. Is he? I, I didn't know that. Oh my god! <laughs> he's been on AEW for like half a year. That's there, he's the reason why. Uh, Dax and Cash won the AAA Tag Uh, Team titles. I work every Wednesday. I just watch you guys go off on the group chat. I know. So, anyway, good match. Give me the uh, bloody, bloody match. The haiku so we can get out of here. Commander brought the sauce. El Polo brought some nuggets. (laughs) El Polo got fried. Thank you, Tolbert. So, uh, spoiler alert, we had one American in all of these matches, and we're going to go that route next week. I believe a Chris Jericho episode can be easy for us to kind of palate cleanse. Uh, no there's plenty. Negro episode here? We're not going to do an El Dandy episode. We're not going to do a Poyo episode. Mm. We're just going to go uh, straight back to American because this is not my forte, and I'm scared. <laughs> I'm scared of all of this stuff. I don't know what I'm talking about. 
All right, boys. Thank you for listening to one of the most half-assed episodes of Two Dollar Steak. Not the most, which was probably last week, but uh, we're we're back in our, our groove of of being half-assed uh, on this show. Thank you for listening to Two Dollar Steak, a pro wrestling podcast. <laughs> <laughs>